Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So, okay. Yes. You know how we usually have like a little beginning intro thing? Mm-hmm. This is before our explanation of who we are and yep. what we do. Yep. Well, I have a little intro thing. But it makes more sense if people know who we are and know what we do. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm Betsy. Oh, I'm Kate. Yeah. We, uh, we have a podcast where we discuss picture books mm-hmm. and their status mm-hmm. and if they deserve to be considered classics or not so classics. Yeah, crap. Let's go with crap. Sure. We'll <laughs> go with that. Crap. <laughs> Why not? Classics are crap. Now, on a previous episode, we did the much-beloved... Berenstain Bears and the Bully. Remember that one? Yes, I do. And by much beloved, I mean... Much hated. Much loathed. I believe that was the number one crap book, right? It was. Yeah. So, do you remember my saying before that there was actually a podcast that goes through Berenstain Bear books, yeah. one by one, over, talking about them? Over the River or something? No, not Wait, not over the what, what like what that like a Thanksgiving I don't know. podcast over or something through the woods. What's it called? It's not even What's, country bear country or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it's deep in bear country. See, I I was close, you know. Sure, if by close you <laughs> mean over not the deep close, in bear but, country. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so they've been done many, 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 many a fine show, and. Uh, not too long ago, I believe it may have been episode one. I'm not sure if it was one fifty. Yeah, it was one fifty six because they've done one hundred and fifty six of those books. They had ne- they had never done the bully book until episode one fifty six. Oh, but here's the thing: it's run by a man named uh, Phil Gonzalez. Phil wanted to do that book for years. Apparently, it's like the one of the ones that people always ask him, like, "Oh, have you done the, the bully one? Oh, have you done the bully one?" And uh, he kept putting them off because he wanted to. He took it. He took it a step further than us. He got a bullying expert on that episode. Ah. He got Jason Bucklin, the LGBTQ programming director for Minneapolis Public Schools. What emerges from this episode, which I cannot recommend enough for people, is this incredibly smart, insightful, deeply interesting discussion of bullying behavior. Uh, today, how it was addressed in the past versus how it's addressed now. Um, it's very funny hmm. uh, because, for one thing, they point out things that we miss. For example, remember that the bully, Tuffy, the girl, uh-huh. wears a shirt that says Tuffy? Yeah. Because this is standard bully behavior in in books and, and entertainment that the bully will wear their own name in some way, thereby establishing themselves, I guess, as the bully. Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, they point out a whole bunch of stuff. And they bring up a very interesting point, which we didn't know. New information. Last year, that book came out with a new ending. Really? It did. Here's what it is. You ready? Yeah. No new art. Uh-huh. Okay. When Tuffy's sitting on the bench next to Sister Bear, uh-huh. who could not care less, like, as, as the guy points out, no empathy is happening right. in this scene. Yeah. Right. Um, Tuffy, instead of saying that she is spanked at home, Says that she's just worried because uh, 
she'll get in trouble at home. And then, instead of being sent to the school psychologist at the end, it says that she and her parents sit down with uh, Sister Bear and her parents, and they talk it out. And, and that is the new ending. What? Yeah. No, it doesn't change anything to do with the whole training sister to fight in a physically violent manner. Right. It doesn't touch any... Or that, uh, what was it, her sister Bear's parents were like... Completely did not care less yeah. about the her, the, phys- the literal physical violence. They pointed out it's the first time in a Berenstain Bears book that blood uh, has ever appeared on the page. Interesting. So, there you go. Anyway, I just, I know it's sort of off topic before we get to our book today... But I thought it was really interesting, and uh, and I highly recommend that episode for other people. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, which brings us to, to our book. Is our book about bullying? It is not. Is our book about bears? It is not. Is it about school psychologists? So, what it's about <laughs> is... Don't say clowns. I realized don't, don't say clowns. Don't say clowns. It's, it's called Clowny the Clownish Clown Man. No! By Clown Clownerston. <laughs> Illustrated by Clownston Clowns Clouncy. I'm running out of clown names. Um, no. Uh, actually, though, I will not lie to you. There is a clown in your future. Betsy, come on. And uh, and its name is in the, the word clown is in the title. But it's not today. And it's it, it won't be tomorrow. Um... Wait, I thought that was the book we're doing has a clown in it. Today? Yeah. No, it does not at all. Oh, no, there's a no clown. book you want to do in the future has no, a clown? No, there is a book in the future I want to do oh, that okay. does have a clown Great. in it. But okay. that won't be today. Okay. No, today I realized that the last book we did on this podcast was... Everybody Poop. Precisely. Poops. It is Everyone Poops. I would argue that it is the most popular nonfiction picture book in America. Yes. And it's an import. A Japanese import. So the most popular non-fiction picture book in America is a Japanese import. And that got me to thinking about what picture books are popular in other countries. And so for today's book, I want to do the picture book that is probably the most popular picture book in England. Now, oh, it's considered a standard. Yeah, you think what it is. Yeah, you, you, you're wrong. This book, there's not a child in England doesn't know this book. And... It is very much the equivalent of Dr. Seuss. And I say this because in England, they don't care two bits about Dr. Seuss. They don't know any books by Dr. Seuss aside from the movies that have come over there that are based on Dr. Seuss books. They do not care for Dr. Seuss. They don't even know Dr. Seuss. Did you know there's another Grinch movie coming out? Yeah, I know. That's like the third Grinch movie. I know. I've seen Why? the trailer. Why do we need three? Because... Why can't we just stick with a classic? It's... And did you know that Jim Carrey had to undergo training? I actually did. Like, what was it? A Navy SEAL <laughs> yeah. in order to get through... Mentally it? get through the yeah. pain. The physical pain yeah. of wearing that horrific... The, the makeup the gr- and the... The, uh, the green contact anyway, lenses. so we're not doing Seuss. We are not doing Seuss. <laughs> we it. are doing the English equivalent in a sense because it's so much more popular than Seuss over there. But Lord, no American, Seuss. very few Americans are as familiar with this title. So I think I can guarantee that you've never heard of it. But Lord, I could be wrong. Lord Seuss of Seussical. Not. No. No. Drumroll, please. The Gruffalo. Yes, the Gruffalo. You know the Gruffalo. 
No. What? You don't know the Gruffalo? No. Sold over 13 million copies and 59 editions worldwide. But it's already endearing. I mean, look at those little characters. Yeah. Look at their See? eyes. They're, and the mushrooms, I like. Exactly. The I mean, this thing is so popular. This is so famous that the Dean Heritage Center in the Forest of Dean, England, gave permission, was given permission by the author to create a Gruffalo trail within the National Park. It's so popular that there are Gruffalo statues installed around Kilmadinny Lock, made out of natural materials, like a beech tree trunk. This is super cute. Look at yeah. this. I mean, I see one, two, three, four, five, six characters on the cover page, and all of them are adorable. Well, there you go. Except There's for the bird. It, it appears in a Doctor Who series episode. Do you know that all these characters are smiling except for the bird? The bird... Is not smiling. I think the bird knows but something they the don't. The butterfly is smiling, and the mouse is even the little the little bug down here is smiling. Well, the squirrel, the squirrel, the squirrel really smiling. That's uh, more of a. But the bird, not smiling. That's because the bird knows something that you don't. Really? Yeah. Uh oh. You'll find out. Later. Go read that book. Okay. Go read. While Kate reads the book that is so popular in England and not so popular in America. I would like to give you a little information uh, about its author, Julia Donaldson. She is not particularly well known here, but she actually was the official Waterstones Children's Laureate in the UK. And this movie, as may be somewhat familiar to you for one particular reason, if even if you haven't heard of the book, uh, it was actually a Best Animated Short nominee at the Oscars a couple years ago. So in case you're curious and want to see a short film based on the book, you have that option. And we're back. Mm -hmm. So you've read a book. It rhymes. Yes, it does. Yeah, it's cute. I like it. All I, right. Except as soon as it you launch right into it, I have a problem with it. <laughs> oh, OK. Liz, we're, we're launching right smack into it. What is happening? Uh, so. It, there is a mouse mm. walking through the woods. Like you do. And it meets different creatures that want to eat it. Right. This is realistic. But the first line is, a mouse took a stroll through the deep, dark wood. Mm -hmm. It ain't dark, people. Oh, the pictures? That is broad daylight. Yeah. And Why did uh, they have to lots say... of space between those trees. Yeah. You blue sky. Clearly see the blue sky. Yeah. Why would they... And they say it multiple times. Deep, dark wood. Yeah. Why? Well, obviously... I mean, the words were written long before the pictures came along. Couldn't they have just said deep, deep wood? No, nah, it doesn't sound good. Deep, dark wood does sound good, but then you would think he would draw a deep, dark wood. Right. Yeah, or at least a I can't see the blue sky wood. Right. Maybe the color of the trees is a dark wood color, and that's... Except the... they have some uh, white birches here. Okay. Right? Yeah, okay, that's, that not, that's not even a, like, that is honestly just defeated my entire argument. Yeah, sorry about that. Thanks. <laughs> but I, I don't know what it is, but apparently if you have a, if it's a children's book that involves an owl, mm. the owl must like tea. If Winnie the Pooh <sighs> has taught me anything, owls like tea. Because they're wise. See, follow my logic here. Owls are wise, right? And uh, wise people like tea, the English like tea, the English are wise. Therefore, owls like tea. That made perfect <laughs> sense. Wait, 
the English are wise. That's what the English would tell you. This is an English book, after all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. As soon as I read... Let me tell the, you, an American uh, owl ain't drinking no tea. No. 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 But I do like that the owl drinking says, cough. join me for tea for my treetop house. And I'm like, oh, it's owl. from and then there's Christopher Robin. Yeah. And there's rabbit. Yeah. Owl <laughs> is a piglet. predator. Right. Aren't owls... Am, am I, I could be wrong. Okay. But aren't, aren't owls nocturnal? Some. Maybe no. Is that one? Maybe. Yeah, that one should be. Well, it is the deep, dark woods. No, it's not. There's a blue sky. Oh, wait. Sky. There's a blue sky right there. <laughs> but I do Maybe like... Maybe he's up late. But we were talking about the different kinds of trees, and I do like that there's different colors. There's, like, the white birch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a little sad that there's a snake that lives in a bunch of um, wood that has been chopped down. It's oh. kind of sad. I don't... And here's where my limitations when it comes to the countryside of England uh, just falls apart. I know that there used to be a huge woods in England, and the whole darn thing got chopped down at some point. I don't know what woods currently exist in England. Though, as faithful listeners will recall, I just, this very episode, said that there is something called the Dean Heritage Center in the Forest of Dean, which is in England. So ah, yes, the Forest of Dean. The Forest of Dean, which is actually a Full national McDerm- park. Yeah, there's McDermott's there. Um, and um, Canes. Um, there's some Canes there. Oh, boy. You like that? Oh, boy. Eh? It actually took me way too long. <laughs> way wait, wait, too it long. Could be- it could be Dylan McDermott, not Dean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Dean That's Kane, why I didn't get what Dean you were Kane, doing at right? first. Eh? Eh? Uh, anyway, back to the book. So, wait, so right, there are all these predators that meet this mouse uh-huh. that want to eat it. Mm-hmm. And the mouse is very clever. Well, well, how is he clever? He says, oh, it's so nice to see you, and I would love to join you in whatever you're inviting me to. However, I'm going to go have lunch with a gruffalo. And the predator says, what's a gruffalo? And... The mouse explains, well, he has terrible tusks and terrible claws and terrible teeth and his terrible jaws. Or... Does he say the same thing both every no, time? No, no, he has knobbly knees and turned out toes and a poisonous wart at the end of his nose. Is this because he's forgetting what his previous descriptions were and he's just throwing anything he's in? He's making stuff up. He's just making stuff up. His eyes are orange, his tongue is black, sharp purple prickles cover his back. Yeah, so he doesn't have to be consistent. <laughs> he's not talking to the same creature. Right, every creature he makes up something new. But right. I well, love... he's a creative mouse. And, and, you know, for the snake, for example, the snake asks him, well, where are you meeting him? And the mouse says, well, here by this lake and his favorite food is scrambled snake. Mm-hmm. And so every time he, you know, explains that the gruffalo is going to eat whatever the right. animal the predator is, the predator mm-hmm. runs away. Right. However, I do like this picture of the uh, the snake, or the gruffalo is supposed to meet the mouse by the uh, lake here, mm-hmm. and there is a frog clearly <laughs> not happy with finding out this terrible news. Is that, that is that your tattoo? No, no. Oh, oh, oh I anticipate you. Yes, All it right. is coming. I retract the question. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going through this, and the mouse, you know, he's very clever with himself. Until he runs into an actual Gruffalo. That is exactly how he describes. Now, if I were the mouse in this scene, I would start to doubt my grasp on my sanity. Because I was making up this creature, and now the figment of my imagination has come to life in every possible detail. Is it a figment of his imagination, or is it maybe that he saw this creature and had tried to block it from his memory? Because of fear or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and so you know that he maybe there was some PTSD. I don't know whatever the case may be, but possible he, he may have suppressed. His, you're saying yeah. he suppressed the memory. Yeah, it's possible. Though I would argue 
Maybe his he mother is was not, killed by a gruffalo. And he, maybe, uh, but he doesn't seem traumatized by... In fact, he's very... If I had to compare him to any other character in children's entertainment, I'd say he's got kind of a Bugs Bunny, wiseacre, I've he, got a hold of this situation, you cause the kids don't wise. have to worry type situation going yeah. on here. Yeah. He is very smart, and he tricks... Canny. Because the gruffalo is going to eat the mouse, and the mouse says, oh, no, no, no. Walk behind me, my friend, and you shall see that every animal in the forest is afraid of me. The Gruffle's like, okay. Yeah, I got nothing else on my plate for the day. Why not? I'm not that hungry, apparently. So they walk through the forest. They come across the snake, and the snake runs away. They come across the, the owl, and the owl flies away. They come across the... I do like that the Gruffalo is not at any point thinking they probably ran away from me, which would be right. the logical he's course of selfish. action. He's not you know? He's... <laughs> Quite a modest fellow, really. He is a very modest fellow, yes. And uh, and finally, at the end of the story, the mouse says, and I'm very hungry now, I'm going to eat some Gruffalo crumble. And the Gruffalo's like, what? Oh, no! And he runs away. And then, so British. Yes. Crumble. Crumble. Yes. Crumble. And the mouse finds a nut, and it says, and the nut was good. Oh, how very Maurice Sendak of you, mouse. <laughs> but I, I, I went through all these pictures, and I noticed all of the birds are terrified yeah throughout the entire book it's possible that the gruffalo subsists almost entirely on songbirds well i have a theory okay i think the birds know all very clearly that there is a gruffalo in this forest because they can see you from high above this is true so the birds were conspiring against the owl and uh, didn't let the owl know that right there was well a he is the, the raptor of the group yeah. right so if i were to get a tattoo it would be this woodpecker at the end going, eh? Eh? <laughs> the mouse was smart, but didn't you know the birds saw all from down below? Oh! That's what I just made up. Did you just make that up? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> and about the same quality as the writing in this book. So yes. the, the moral of the story is brains over brawn. Sure, oh, I would agree. I would agree. That's definitely, without a doubt, the moral of the story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can outsmart your enemies. Okay, well, let me give you a little uh, little background on this here book. So the reason we're doing this is actually a listener suggestion. Uh, it comes from Rebecca, who wrote, As a fourth grade teacher and self-professed book nerd, I love your podcast. Aww. And then she says, One of the books that I often find myself mentioning is Julia Donaldson's The Gruffalo. I absolutely adore this book, the characters, the story, and the illustrations. However, I am usually met with blank stares when I bring it up. The Gruffalo is a classic in my family, but is it really a classic? I need you two wonderful ladies to once and for all decide the classic status of this book. Okay. So, apparently it's origin story. My son is very into superheroes. He is four. And everything has an origin story. Even if it doesn't have anything to do with with superheroes. If there is a character and there's a backstory, he won't say what's their backstory. He will say, what's their origin story? Anyway, the origin story of the Gruffalo is that it began when uh, the author, Julia Donaldson, came across a Chinese tale. What Chinese tale, Betsy? No idea. They didn't give me that information. About a clever girl who tricks a hungry tiger into believing she is the queen of the jungle and scares him away. And she, Julia thought, well, that'd be good for a picture book story. But she couldn't think of anything to rhyme with tiger. So she created her own monster, whose name had an O at the end, to rhyme with doesn't he know. In fact, if you've ever wondered why the Gruffalo looks the way he does, that also has a lot to do with the things that just happen to rhyme, like toes and nose, and black and back. Yeah. Yes. Very clever. It has been published 
in 59 editions worldwide, 13 million copies. I have a list of many of the many of the different uh, titles in other languages that one might be able to see oh dear. around the world. Yes, yeah. I like the Afrikaans, and I will I will destroy this word. So apologize for my lack of pronunciation. But in Afrikaans, the uh, title is Digorgomagai. Yep. Yep, you got a good one there? The Germans? Yes! The Gruffalo. Oh, pfft. Yeah. I didn't even try. <laughs> These are for the people who, like, my, my children love it when I say the German word for butterfly. Do you, do you know what the German life word for butterfly is? No. Schmetterling! Jeez oh, Louise. Yeah, you gotta say it like that or it doesn't count. <laughs> so, Kate. Yeah. Why is this a hit? Because it teaches brains over brawn. Sure. It Lots of things do that. Peter Rabbit. Yeah. Sort of does that, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 more of like, he did, Peter Rabbit did something he wasn't supposed to do. Okay, but like tons of books. This teach. mouse is just a survival. He's just out there, you know, surviving. He's a mouse a, in the woods. Yeah, he's he's just trying to. He's the lowest, well, he's not the lowest on the food chain. He probably has no, eaten there's, an insect there's, in yeah, his Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah there's, there's, there's a little buggy there that he's probably going to down on his way past. No, but, no, no, he ate a nut, remember? Well, sure, but And he, the nut was good. I'm sorry, I've never met a mouse who just ate one thing and it was like, no, I'm full. Maybe like, he's, I don't know, vegetarian. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a lot of meat in a bug. <laughs> oh, that's true. There you go. Yeah, I don't know if you could have nuts on the whole thing. All right, yeah. so I have, I have a theory as to why it was popular. Huh. All right, so it, it rhymes, as you have pointed out. Um, yes. Prior to this book, there were not a lot of picture books in England that rhymed, which it seems strange because when I think of rhyming English picture books, and this is very bizarre, I think of Rupert Bear and his rhyming couplets. Do you know why I think of Rupert Bear and his rhyming couplets? No. Because years ago I saw an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway, where they did that as one of the styles in which someone had to speak. Hmm. And I've remembered it ever since. And then I looked it up before we did the thing today, and I was like, is that a real thing? And it is. Hmm. But that was the only thing. In the land of Gnosis, uh rhyming was not seen as all that keen. And then this book comes along, and suddenly they're like, oh my gosh, rhyming is awesome. I wish we could do this whole podcast in rhymes. Yeah, I don't. I, I, so, I so don't. You cannot rhyme the word don't. I can see the little gears in your head going, <laughs> and I'm telling you no. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, anyway, so they were all on board with the rhyming, uh, and they were under the impression that Julia Donaldson had invented scansion itself. And so it became this massive... Don't think I won't! Oh, oh I'm no. like five minutes see, late. <laughs> see, that's... I see tried, that, though. You know what that is over there? That's a ship. I mean, it sailed. It, sh- it sailed. But I tried. All right. That's all that matters. You know, it, just, that's true. You just As we've learned from this book... This little mouse, he just keeps... He, he just keeps, keeps blowing and going. Yeah. Yep. I like this mouse. He's clever. But all he gets out of this is a nut. I am impressed by that. Hey, he lives to see another day. He's, I think that is... He great. does, because there's a sequel. Really? It's about the Gruffalo and his son. The Gruffalo? Wait, what? Yeah, apparently the Gruffalo has is fruitful and multiplies. And he does have a son. Really? Who he has heard terrifying stories of this mouse for years. Yes. Oh, what? no, there there's a lot is of drama. Is there a, a Mr. or Mrs. Gruffalo? We never see Mr. or Mrs. I mean, there must oh, be a... a it has, I think it has to be a Mrs. if there's a child involved. Unless there was some right. Gruffalo adoption service. So he's service a single father Gruffalo. 
Yeah, as far as I can tell, yeah. There, I think there's a tragedy involved. Maybe the mouse ate Mrs. Gruffalo. It's entirely... Though that's not what the son is told, so I suspect that's not actually... No. Unless he did it on the sly, and they just don't know. <laughs> um, by the way, if you ever want to have a fun time, go to the Gruffalo website. It is a bit of a trip uh, in how it praises this book. It says that the author is outrageously talented. So there Wait, you go. Wait, the author is talented? Yes. Okay. They say, the, yeah. Well, that was my point, is I believe that without Axel Shuffler who is the illustrator on this book, doing a lot of the heavy lifting. I don't think this book would be as popular as it was. I, I mean, it's... She rhymes stream with ice cream. Thank you! Is that wood good? Mouse house. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. She's outrageously talented. Um, whereas... <laughs> slid. Like, this is yeah, not rocket science here. Whereas he has done a whole series called the Pippin Posey books, which I think are brilliant. And I think they're wonderful. And I think he doesn't get enough credit in this partnership here. Well, his name is Axel. That's not a very... Uh, which is right there. Kind of badass. I'm just saying. Yeah, you don't know yeah. that may... Uh, name another illustrator named Axel. Yeah. Oh, the website also says... This is true. It says, created by Julia Donaldson and Axel Scheffler, the most successful author-illustrator partnership in picture book publishing. Since the beginning of the world, no partnership has been more successful. Sorry, Goodnight Moon. You nothing. Yeah, that's weird. Isn't that weird? That's um, it's a little little boaster. A little little hyperbole. Yeah. A little uh, yeah. a little bit there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna not I'm just gonna let that one go. Yeah. Well, as well you go. should now. But but if you go to the website, you can learn a song. You can get backpacks, which for some ungodly reason they call day sex. Sure. Why not? Because you wear them during the day. They still have constant... Not at night. <laughs> Heaven forbid. If you wore a backpack to bed, that's wrong. Well, you'd have your night sack. Exactly. What the heck's a night sack? It's a, not it's a, a day sack. Bag. It'd have to be a sleeping bag, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's a sack. We need someone for yeah, here. We really do. Next time I'm going to get a Brit. <laughs> hey, you. Page and a Brit. <laughs> Who's my local Brit? You got like a Tinder for a Brit? I just yeah. want that. Yeah. Uh, oh, and here finally, how do you know? How do you know that a picture book has hit peak fame uh, when there's merchandise? More famous than that, a movie. Uh, well, that there actually is a short film of this, but even more famous than that. Well, we are already sequel. Oh uh, uh, no 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 no! You've you've been to one of these recently, I should say. Conference. When it is featured in an amusement park. Oh. The Gruffalo River Ride Adventure is at the Chessington World of Adventures Resort. That's when you know you've made it. Where is it? The Chessington World of Adventures Resort. Ch Chessington? Chessington. Yeah. Right over by Checkerton. <laughs> Keep going, the, Betsy. Across the street from Snakes and Ladderton. Yep. Yep. You're doing really good at this. I'm, Keep going. I'm up, not going to stop you. Up the river from Jenkinton? I don't know. Okay. I've lost it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So let's let's get to our ratings here, baby. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I really like this you mouse. You were rather charmed by it. I like this how smart this mouse is. Uh -huh. I admire him. Sure. I, I wish I was as clever as him. When yeah. I see danger, I don't immediately think of a way to of survival. I'm, it's a fight or flight. It's and I I fly. Can I just say I do wish I knew which Chinese folktale this was vaguely based on, just so I can see the degree to which this is similar. 
Is it just the vague idea of making your enemy afraid of you and then she just went in her own direction? Or is it the exact same situation where she meets multiple creatures and then she has the tiger, you know, come with her as she meets them again? I mean, is it the same? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it would affect uh, my interpretation of the book to a certain extent. And while the, the characters are all very cartoony, yep. I do like... Um, you know, some of these nature scenes. I do like, you know, the trees and well, the water. Well, I like that and... illustrator, doggone it. Yeah. And he's very good. He, he has books coming out left, right, and central all the time. And while I've never even heard of this book... Um... What are you talking about? It's the most famous book in English. <laughs> right. The I, most... Right behind Harry Potter and Peter Rabbit. <laughs> right. Well, I, I I'm can... I'm not entirely wrong about that. I can see why kids and parents would like it. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it teaches you to conquer your fears and... You can read it to a group and it rhymes. Yeah, I like... And I think the rhyming's cute. Sure. Um... Rhyming is hard. Would I call it a classic? Eh, I don't know. When did this come out? Oh, it... This came out... She said it in her fumbled notes. Oh, 99. 99! And I... If I'm not wrong, the website said it came out in 99 in Britain, which indicates it was a simultaneous publishing, which I find a little bizarre, because usually there's at least a year that goes by between England getting something and something in America, so... Did you know it was printed in Belgium? Sure. There you go. That's where all... Antwerp, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's where, that's where all the printing... I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking to this You point. know a place in Belgium. I, that was exactly what that was. <laughs> that was exactly what that was. Brussels? Um, <laughs> I know two. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I would... Well, I, I'll give it a six. You know really? What? Yeah. I think it... I do think it tells you to conquer your fears. Um, you know, if you can think your way out of a difficult situation, that's better than running away or being scared for the rest of your life. You know, confronting your fears and tackling them head on, I think, is a good message to teach kids. I like the rhyming. I like the... The nature illustrations, the, uh, the birds were conspiring against the tea-drinking owl. See, I like that. I like yeah. that. You don't like this. Yeah, don't. Why? Um, well, let me try to pick it apart. Um, so the mouse, uh, the child stand-in, uh, feels no emotion at any point in the book, but that's because he is he is a comforting figure to the child. So he's, he's always in control of every situation. I would even be curious to see if he's ever at any point not smiling. As far as I can tell... Oh, when he gets uh, surprised by the Gruffalo, I don't think he's smiling. You're right. He's not entirely smiling. He says, oh, he's, yeah. not, he's not upset. He And he's just thoughtful in the yeah. next picture. Yes. But for the rest of the book, that well, because, guy is yeah, because smiling wide. Well, because he's fake it till you make it. I mean, yeah, he's faking it till you make it. it he but. doesn't want to show his enemy that he's scared. Yeah. The thing with this book is it's... Uh, I don't know. I, there's nothing special about it for me. What? The rhyming's great, sure, but I mean, it's it's not superior. Uh, the rhyming, I mean, it's not clever. Uh, no, it's the, fine. The writing, it does a job. No, the writing is not great. No, um, I do like the art, but as you pointed out, it's not exactly a deep dark woods, and it's serviceable. That's the thing with the book. It's serviceable. It has a job to do. It does that job. Does so that job just fine. Oh, I'm not down the line. I'm a three, baby. What? That is very steep. It is a pretty That's bit like low, but... That's like you hate it. No, I don't hate it. Well, a three is like you hate it. Well, I was three before you said your number. Um, I don't hate it, 
But uh, if you wanted to give it a meh, that'd be like a four. No, I want to give it a three. Yeah, you hate it's it. It's a meh. No, 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 no. A two is a hate. I would call a it a three. A three is right between a one and a five. We can agree on that much. Yes. Right. If a five is I can't decide if I like it or not, that's not I, a no, meh. No, I, a, five is not, not a, I can't, a five is not I can't decide. A yeah, five, no, a five is... If you want to call it a classic, okay. If you don't want to call it a classic, right, I don't okay. Feel that. You're right down the line. You well, know? I don't feel that I want to call it a classic, so I know I'm below a five. A four means... That's it. There's a theme park after it. Of course it's a classic. Yeah, There's a yeah, theme yeah. park. No, no, no. That means it's famous in England. Not the same thing. So, uh, yeah, no. I, I am... You I don't am, like the message? I don't dislike it, but it's pretty rote. It's, it's like the message me, from the beginning of time. Tell I mean, me like another every book that does this message better. You always do this to me. You always yeah. like bring this up like in the last minute, and we're on the podcast. Okay, so what does it of of outwitting a bigger enemy uh, than you? Brains over brawn. Brains over brawn. The Lion and the Mouse by Jerry Pinkney. Is this not the same thing? Oh, it is God, a mouse. No. Yeah. No. No. How is it different? It's not as beautiful. It's not okay. as eloquent. Okay. And the message is not as interesting. The message is not Because this is just this is just this is fine, but it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I enjoy it. But I'm not wowed by it. No, you apparently hate it. No, I hate it. I have no That's idea. You hated Looney Tunes. I love Looney Tunes, but no, I'm not going to... Apparently you don't. You gave it a three. Look, if Bugs Bunny walked down this page, I wouldn't call him a classic either. I'd say <gasps> that was an amusement... A classic Whoa. picture book. Picture book. Wow. I'm not saying Bugs Bunny cartoons Listeners, are classic. are you listening to this? <laughs> shame. Shame. And they know what I meant. I grew up with Bugs Bunny comic books. They know what I I don't love this at all. Uh, I don't. I'll admit it freely. I don't love this at all. Do I hate it? No. That'd be a two. So where does that where does that put this? That's that's not a classic. And to be fair, I think you destroyed Madeline. So I hope I did. I think you did. I hope I took and it I, down. See, and I didn't like that. So <laughs> see, hey, for the first time. So I like the Brits the and you like the French. Sure. What? <laughs> no. Maybe. Kind of. Eh. That's a debate for another day. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Letters. Oh, good. And I've got good news for you this week. We have an answer to the question that's been burning a hole in your soul. What? The answer, The question that's burning a hole in your soul. Where do giraffes oh. come from? Really? <laughs> I do not have a question for that. Question. Okay, I do not have an answer for that. But uh, you remember in our last book that we did, everyone poops. Yes. Right. Do you remember there was a picture of an animal that we couldn't identify at all? Who poos in special places? It poos in special places, and we had no idea a what this animal was, and we b it was why it was some J- Japanese animal that's not here in the states. We assumed as much. Yeah. Uh, so the readers they wrote in. Okay. Because they knew. So first... Just because they're smarter than us. They are smarter it's than very, us. That's very clear. Yeah, no, no, no. no. And it becomes clearer still. So Catherine B., she was the first one to write in. And she said... Is that quote, Catherine with a K or a C? With a C. Sorry. All right. It's it's And an E-R-I-N-E. Just, Sorry. It's like every way different from your yep. name as possible. Yeah. This is not a Y in there. The, there's no... Not, <laughs> not yet. Uh, she wrote, quote, I think the mystery animal is a tanuki. 
Also what known, wait, oh, also known as a Japanese raccoon dog. Allow me to show you this. <gasps> oh my gosh, look at his little face. Yes. Oh, he's his little ears and his little eyes. I know. He's got a little tiny nose and his they're a well-known animal in Japan. The picture matches the images of them online, and the behavior fits. A Zoo Atlanta post from 2016 noted that the zoo's tanuki poop in the same place every day. I want one. Yeah. Well, and you could easily house train it, right? Because it just you just give a show with the litter boxes where you eat poops, and then it instantly knows that's where it's supposed to poop every day. Can I have a raccoon dog? Yeah, no. Why not? Because they're not in his America states. But look at their little ears. I know. Their I know. This, I is, what, this is what he was trying to draw. Okay, you, could, yes. you can't really catch. He didn't really get the cuteness. Though. Yeah. But I'm sure he. I'm sure they're not all cute. You know, it's just these particular photos I'm showing you are yeah. real cute. Now, after she wrote, Danby, no relation, uh, wrote in and he said the following. He said, "I asked my wife, who is a fount of nature facts and a lover of this book, and she immediately said it's a raccoon dog." And sure enough. Um, and then he was like, well, but there's nothing in the article that he, he brought up on its pooping habits. But then he comes back and he's like, oh, I should have done a bit more Googling. From this article on various animals' pooping habits, and this is from the BBC, I will include a link in the source notes, quote, many other group living carnivores use shared latrines. Hyenas scent mark their territories with communal latrines, as do raccoon dogs and some marsupial carnivals such as tiger quals. So right there, I'm like, what the heck's a tiger qual? That's interesting, too. So, yeah. Okay. Our readers know, man. So And that took, like, I swear, I put the post up on my blog, and it, it was less than a day that they both had written in. Nice. So, thank you, guys. Yeah. All right. And we just got one more um, person who wrote in, and it was from, and I love this name, uh, Millicent Bystander. Nice. I'm hoping that's her real name. Suspect it might not be, but Aww. I hope it's her real name. So she wrote it and she said, in re reference to this book, Everyone Poops, we have the whole series and have always loved them. And I was like, what was it? There's a series? So I looked it up and I did some research. Uh, turns out that it's sort of been paired with slightly similar books by the other authors, uh, Shintik Cho, and Yagyu Genichiro. And the other books are The Holes in Your Nose, The Gas We Pass. Uh, I think I've heard of that one, actually. Yep. And then the last one, All About Scabs. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, so Kane Miller did this back in the day, and I guess they were paired together. Who? Uh, the publisher, Kane Miller. Oh. Yes. Back in the day. Interesting. Exactly. So if you can't get enough of Everyone Poops, why don't you find these other... You got boogers, gas, and scabs. Boogers, gas, and scabs. So, like, every four-year-old boy's awesome, I don't know. Or the name of my next blog. Who knows? Gross. Totally <laughs> gross. Totally gross. All right, grown-up things we like. Yeah. What you like? Man, I still what you have, I have got, I've got a whole bunch of things, so I'm just, right. I'm going to just narrow it down to this one Arm. today. Okay. Um, there is a, I guess you'd call it a YouTube series. It's... So this guy created a computer animated spider mm -hmm. and paired it with a voice of a very young boy okay. because he wanted to show spiders as being cute. Aww. So he created this very cute spider called Lucas. So if you look up Lucas the Spider on YouTube, you'll find these like 30 second videos of this 
it sounds like a little boy, and it's like, Hello, my name is Lucas the Spider, and I have a lot of eyes and a lot of legs. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's very cute. There's one where uh, he's trapped underneath um, a glass, okay. and he's like, Uh-oh, he's looking at me. He's walking away. Time to escape! And he, like, scurries as close as he can to the edge, and or he's outside of a window, and he goes, Please let me in. I'm very cold. You won't let me in. That's okay. I'll sleep in the shed. <laughs> he's he's so cute. So. That might be a very smart way to get people to like spiders it's more. It's got huge, you know, two very big yeah. eyes in the front. Oh boy! And he looks very furry, not yeah. hairy. And uh, the creator created like a plush doll that he Aww. sells with it. So yes, I want to see this thing. Lucas the spider. I shall look it up. There you go. Reminds me of that shell that used to be on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but. But cuter. Yeah. Well, yeah. The shells are not very cute. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, so mine is is pretty simple. Uh, decided to watch the old Blues Brothers the other day. Ah, uh, yes. I have not seen it since moving back to the Chicago area. Oh. Anyway, yeah, but I, I wanted to see how it held up, uh, how the humor held up, how the movie held up. Uh, it's sort of a mess. It just takes forever. What? To get to... No, no, no. It's a good mess. It's an enjoyable, delightful mess. Thank and I wouldn't you. change a thing. But it takes forever for them to get around to the idea of bringing the band back together. I mean, you were watching this for a long time. And apparently there were whole scenes they cut out anyway. Like, apparently there was a scene where Elwood was working in a plastics factory and you get to see him without his sunglasses at one point. Mm. Um, that got cut. Yeah, that's how he gets the glue to go underneath uh, the... Uh, I wonder pedal. why he just happened to have... I assume just because he pulled out the, the spray cheese for the guy in the lobby that he just happened to always have spray cans of stuff. No, that, that's the scene where he gets the glue. Okay, well that makes much more sense then. Yeah, I know a lot about this movie. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Now I had known that Frank Oz was in it, I knew that yep. Carrie Fisher, all that. I had not realized Steven Spielberg was in it. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten that fact. Or I think in my mind I made him Frank Oz. I was like, yeah, Frank Oz is at the end of the movie. And then he shows up at the beginning. I'm like, okay, apparently Frank Oz is at the beginning of the movie. Who's at the end? It's Steven Spielberg is the clerk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at the end. So there you go. So yeah, lots of... Uh, well, and the music holds up, of course. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It is interesting who can act and who cannot act um, when it comes to musicians. Yeah. Uh, Aretha Franklin can act. The guy who played her husband can't act. So, you know, it, it, it varies as you go through. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, all together, a delightful experience. And, uh, and timely, what with the uh, Illinois Nazis and all. So there you go. Illinois Nazis. Illinois Nazis. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. Alright. Alright. That's all we got. Cool. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> you can't really quote anything else unless you want to involve swearing. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Alright. Well, then I'm Betsy. I'm Kate. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Fuse Aid and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8. E I G H T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our shredded cheese authority is Drew Atienza. Views 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.